In our series, The Advent Effect, we have uh, discovered that God has given us some incredible gifts. And um, when I was a kid, I used to love Christmas morning, you know. I would get up and uh, I would sneak downstairs. And I, I knew that if I started opening the gifts before my parents got down, I'd get a whipping for sure, right? But I used to look at them and I used to go ahead because I was trying to serve the family in a selfless way. Um, <laughs> I would sort the presents by person <clears throat> for them, not me. And so I'd have everybody stacked up, and I knew it was going to be a good Christmas when my stack was bigger. <laughs> I knew I was going to win Christmas. But these gifts that we have from God are pretty amazing. And what we've gone through is we've kind of looked at these different gifts that God has given us through the Advent effect and the way Advent has affected our lives and changed the way we interact with God. And the first gift that we looked at was this gift of reflection. And it had to do with the story of Mary. Some of you that were here remember, you know, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. She was getting ready to have a life that she had planned out. It was going to be nice. Joseph was a good man. She's a good woman. And then the angel said, hey, Mary... You're going to have a child. The Holy Spirit's going to conceive. And it's going to be named Jesus. He's going to be the Savior of the world. And her life was turned on its ear. And she had a time of reflection. She had to think, what's going to happen in my life? And so we have this reflection. And so we understand that when grace, when Advent comes, and remember we talked about what Advent means. It means to advene. It means come toward Right? We had the word intervene. We understood that meant come in between. Convene means to come against. Advene means to come toward. And when grace came toward Mary, it was very disruptive. And I'm just going to read you what I shared with you that week. When grace comes toward us, it should be just as it was for Mary. Disruptive and miraculous. If your relationship with God is just comfortable, it may not be a relationship. See, causing us a little bit of discomfort is what grace does because it rips us out of our life of selfishness into a life of gratitude and worship and praise to God. And Bruce will be talking about that in a little bit. The next gift that we looked at was over here. This was a great gift right here. This one right here, I'm going to put love down here. Not that there's anything wrong with love, but I want to get to this one here, holiness. Um, this was about Joseph. And you know, Joseph's situation was pretty amazing, right? Because Joseph was ready to get married to his childhood sweetheart. Then he finds out that she's pregnant, and he knows it's not his. So he decides he's going to divorce her, but divorce her quietly. And that seemed like a righteous thing to do, gracious, right, in some ways, because, yes, he's going to divorce her. He's not going to forgive her. He's going to divorce her. Then God says, no, you're not. And what we learned is that it might be that there are some possible things in our life that God wants us to do, that are righteous, but may not look like they're righteous. It may upset the religious around us. And so what we learned is Advent brings a different type of holiness. It's not a legalistic or religious holiness. It's a set-apart type of holiness that comes from God, not from how good we are. That's a good gift. 
Then there was another gift. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, this, one's, this is it right here. This is the, the joy gift. This was a great present right here. We talked about that. Don't worry, presence is never going to go away. That's the whole point of it. So, so the shepherds, we heard this story about the shepherds, right? How Advent changed their whole motivation. And it was a joyous thing. At first, though, it didn't appear joyous, right? They were detached from society. They were kind of cast off. They never participated in any religious activities. All they did was slept in the fields with the sheep. And the Advent effect that we looked at for the shepherds was how... You know, when we get some exciting, amazing, serious work to do, it's time to leave our boring life behind. And what the shepherds did is they, they took a life that was predictable, that was boring, but kind of uncomfortable. The angels came and said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a child, Emmanuel. Go, see him, and then you guys, the shepherds, will be the messengers that tells everybody that Jesus is born. And so from that point on, they had a serious job, was it not? To tell people about Jesus. So they left their boring life, and the joy of interaction with God motivated them to take on a serious, important task. Then the last gift, where is that one? Let me see. Get presents out of the way, because like we said, it's not going anywhere. So we can just put it right over here. Where's the joy? This is kind of like what it looked like when I was looking for uh, the Atari when I was like 12. This, oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> Justice. This was a good one. We talked about John the Baptist yesterday. We talked about how John the Baptist came. And Advent, Advent we, when God brought John the Baptist into the world, he began to become a voice that changed our culture. And Advent can begin to change us from self-seekers to world changers. Remember, we talked about the message that John the Baptist had. He had this message where he said, you know, if you have two shirts, give the person who doesn't have one your messed up shirt. No, that's not what he said, is it? Give him one of your good shirts. If you got plenty of money, give somebody who doesn't have some of your money. And he talked about justice in a way that was very upsetting to the religious people around them. And in the end, what we saw was John the Baptist had this message that was that was bold, it was courageous, it was radical. And what we see about the effect on us with this gift of justice is it motivates us to buck the status quo with extreme confidence in our message. You see, John the Baptist could not have had the ability to be so persuasive. He did not have confidence in the message of redemption. And the other thing is, it makes us abandon the things that hurt or hinder others around us. And so that's what we've been talking about, those four gifts. We've been talking about reflection and holiness and joy and justice. And we have another one tonight that we're going to speak about in just a little bit called Revelation. But I wanted to give you guys a quick recap for you to understand the journey that we've been on. We've talked about Mary. We've talked about Joseph. We've talked about the shepherds. We've talked about John the Baptist. So this will not be a typical Christmas Eve service in that respect. But as you can see, when Advent came, we got some pretty good gifts.
surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Friends, this is the Lord's table. It's not a table that belongs to any particular church. It's not a table that belongs to any particular denomination. This is a table where all are welcome who profess faith in Jesus as the Christ. And so in just a few moments as you come forward from where you're sitting, as you take one of these small pieces of bread and take one of these small cups, remember and reflect how Advent does change everything. How God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus the Christ, has entered into your heart, into your mind, into your life, and changed it all. And so as we prepare to come, hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, as they are given by the Apostle Paul. He writes, the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. In the same manner after the supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Friends, as our serving teams come forward,